Hi, everyone. This is Lior. The episode you're about to listen to, episode 112, the Mass Effect spoiler cast, it's a really good episode. But unfortunately, we had some audio problems, so I've had to rip the audio straight from our YouTube video, which means there's less I can do with editing magic to make it sound really good. And sometimes we talk over each other or the audio isn't that clear. So I just wanted to let you know from the beginning, I know it's not that great. I'm sorry, but thanks for listening anyway. And we'll be back in two weeks with probably a better sounding episode, but just as interesting one. Okay, bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Totally Legit Podcast, episode 112 for the week of April 17th. 2017, we took the last episode off while I was uh, away with family, but we're back. It's been about three weeks since the release of Mass Effect Andromeda, and today we're holding a minor Mass Effect spoiler cast. So we're not discussing the entire game because I don't think anyone has had time to finish the entire game. Um, (laughs) But we will be talking about the game roughly up through the planets of Havarl and Vold, roughly there. So if you, that's maybe about a third of the way through. So if you haven't started Andromeda yet and you want it to be a total complete surprise, don't listen to this podcast yet. You can come back and listen later. But otherwise, listen on um, because we're going to talk about it. So before we get into it, I want to introduce my usual co-hosts, Aralade Annalindrill. And we also have a special guest. It's friend of the podcast, Corin Horn. Hi, Cor. How's your weekend going? Shitty. My Origins is broken, so I haven't got to play any Mass Effect all weekend. (sighs) Yeah, that really sucks. It's like a regional thing, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I've got a an ask question EA thing going, and there's been a half dozen responses from other people that live in my general vicinity saying they're also broken. So it could be a regional thing. Like micro-regional or the San Francisco Bay Area? Because They're all saying they're in Northern California. I'm guessing they're basing it off my IP because I didn't say where I live, but um, who knows if they're actually in SF or not. Maybe I should uh, start Mass Effect in the background of this podcast and see if I too am affected. No, no, I don't think you should do that because then I'm going to do it and then we're just all going to sit here quietly while we explore planets. Um, Ellie, how's your weekend been? Pretty good. It's Easter and this is the first year that um, my son is old enough to have done a little <laughs> Easter egg hunt and know what was going on. So that was super cool. We did we did one in the backyard. The Easter bunny came and left him a trail of chocolate. <laughs> did, did it all melt before they got to it? Because we had that problem with our afternoon Easter egg hunt. No, it was like 50 or 55 here. And we got rained on yeah. a little while we were doing it, but uh, it was short. So Nice. Uh, have, are you eating ham this weekend for Easter? I'm not eating ham, but I have some kebabs in front of me. They're very good. <laughs> the I don't think kebabs are traditional Easter. Sorry, say that again, Cor? Is, is ham for Easter a thing? Yeah. Yeah. For I white mean, people. Not in my not in <laughs> not in my family, but all right. I haven't Eastered for ten years, so I forgot what happens, but I don't remember there being a lot of ham. You eat a lot of chocolate. I do remember being a lot of chocolate, yeah. It is I, actually the number one candy selling holiday in, in the Western hemisphere. More than Halloween, huh? Yes, more than Halloween. More than Christmas. Well, well you said Western, so I guess that means yeah, South America too, so that makes And sense. also um Europe doesn't really celebrate Halloween or has only recently started celebrating Halloween. She said Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, okay. Weird. England's uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, Half my God. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Erna, how's your weekend been? 
my weekend was exciting. My uh, overachieving mother-in-law um, held an Easter egg hunt for all four of her granddaughters, and she had all of the eggs out real early. And we're in Tennessee, and it's very warm today, as you can see from the no sleeves. Uh, and so the chocolate coins made a hilarious mess everywhere. It was pretty glorious because I didn't have to clean it up. Was it outside? Yeah. Oh, it was yes. outside. That's good. Those That's are how fun. You get ants. You know, we used to have uh, like 50 50 outside indoors for Easter. My mom would hide like an entire basket in the house. Yeah. But we weren't allowed to have Easter grass in the basket. Uh, Never. Yeah. Easter grass gets everywhere. My mom. Yeah, none my of that mom herpes shipped, tinsel. My mom shipped me a box and it had Easter grass in it. Oh no! That's not <laughs> my uh, my parents they sold the baskets for us. We just had the two baskets that had the grass, and that grass never left the basket all year. It was like, all right, you things go on top, <laughs> and then the basket goes on a shelf with the grass. And, like that's it. <laughs> you have like spray glue on it, so the grass never goes anywhere. I think never that's anywhere. the only way you can do that. That's pretty good. Uh, we roasted a ham yesterday, and I made deviled eggs because that seemed Easter appropriate. But I haven't had any chocolate now that I think of it, so maybe I'll have to seek out some chocolate. But so that was buy all the chocolate tomorrow when it's on ninety percent off sale. Yeah, take that, kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying your chocolate, but cheap because I'm an adult. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was our first year making a ham, so uh, we glazed it ourselves, and it was delicious, as ham Man. should be. Overachievers. I, I don't do anything but provide the children. That's, that is an important and difficult job. It, it's true. I managed it's to true. They were even your life. own children, so good job. Yeah, without even using my hands. <laughs> well, uh, today we are talking about Mass Effect, as I said. Um, to kick off the conversation, I'm kind of wondering where each of you are in the game. And maybe we'll start with Era. Roughly, you know, as I said, we're not doing too many spoilers past like Havarl, Voldish, but roughly where are you in the game? I just hit the vault on Havarl after having done Eos and Vold. Uh, I think that's all I've done. I still haven't been to Kadar yet. People are telling me to go there, but I can't leave the planet until I'm done. 100% or die. Yes. I had the same problem with the Hinterlands and Inquisition. I even tell people to leave, but I can't do it myself. You do it. Uh, Ellie, where are you in the game? Uh, I have not yet gone to Havarl, or maybe I just landed there. No, I didn't. I went back to EOS first, and I'm trying to 100% EOS before I go to Havarl. Um, yeah, is it a? Are you on a desert or a freezy place or uh, a jungle? Is Havarl a jungle? Havarl is a jungle. Yep. So I'm going there next, um, probably tonight. Oh wait, no, because I have to do EOS first. So the radiation cleared. Yay! Nice. Yes, good stuff. Uh, Core, where are you in the game? when you last were able to play the game? When I was last able to play, I've uh, finished all five planets. I finished all the loyalty quests. I finished the storyline quests after the five planets. I think I'm at like 90% on my save file. Oh, I'm pretty much done, which is why it's extra annoying that I can't play. How <laughs> <laughs> the end goes. Extremely irritating, yes. Yes. I um, probably have like two or three missions to go or something. Yeah, okay, so I'm right near the end. I have gotten 100% on four of the five planets. I'm working on Kadara right now. And I've done two of the loyalty quests. And uh, yeah, so it's going pretty good. So um, Arrow, I guess I, I kind of want to start with like really overall feelings about the game to start with. And then we can get kind of into the nitty gritty. But but overall, how, how are you feeling about your experiences so far? It's hard to say because, I mean, they pretty much shot themselves in the foot creating this game, like at all. Because I think... 
you can say objectively Mass Effect 2 is one of the greatest games ever made. I don't think anyone would argue with that statement ever, except Core, who argues with everything I say just because it's Core. <laughs> it doesn't actually mean anything. Um, but that, and so Core, what I'm telling you is that Mass Effect 2 is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that game's uh, awesome. How dare you say <laughs> See, there we go. Um, Perfect. And it's, and like 90% of, of Mass Effect 3, maybe even 95% of Mass Effect 3 is a really good game. And then, like, and then they shunt Andromeda over to their C team because their A team is busy on their new IP, making that super shiny and bold. And it, there's so many little good things that it's even more frustrating the part that isn't quite there. You know what I mean? Uh, like, it's not, it's not a bad game by any stretch. I, I don't think it's bad, but there are just so many teeny tiny little annoyances in it, like in the UI setup where you have to hit escape six or eight times just to switch menus and you have to go through the entire leaving the planet thing to get back up to the Tempest and, you, and then you have to go all the way back to the, and it just, ugh. <laughs> and yeah, all I, of the choices that I've gotten so far have really frustrated me in that, like, at least with Paragon and Renegade, there was like, a, it felt like there was more reason behind it. This, there's no, where are my gray area choices? It's like, there is a quest on Vold where a, here's spoiler, but it's a side quest. It doesn't actually matter. We're allowed to do spoilers. Okay, yeah, yeah. but it's a side quest uh, where there's, they're kind of like a cross between manatees and whales, um, a species that the Angara think are um, super like religiously significant to them. And a, an Angara scientist has discovered that they have some kind of, you know, skin secretions that can maybe make the Angara invulnerable to cat weapons. And so she's slaughtering all of them to harvest this thing. And then when you come, when you figure this out and you come across her, your two choices are either I'm going to kill you now or <laughs> yes, let's totally exterminate this <laughs> precious historical species. Where was... The, can we find a way to ethically do this research? Where was that option? And it feels like every choice is that way. Either, yes, please burn it all to the ground, or I will kill you in the face and everything you've ever loved. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can totally understand that. There's a, a conflict that happens on the ship between Gil and Callow. Um, oh, that one was an, easy for me. An ongoing conflict. And I was, <laughs> I, for me, it was difficult because I wanted like a nuance, you know, not you are 100% right or you are 100% oh, right. Yeah, How about true. everybody is a little bit right and a little bit wrong? And How about yeah. we not take the ship apart while it's currently flying in hostile Boy, space, Gil? That was, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Gil. <laughs> that is and why how about you put on your big boy pants and deal with it, Callow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Um, Core, what's your overall impression so far? You're near the end. Um, I'm. It's not a bad game, like Arrow said, but I'm actually very disappointed overall with it. Um, the story has been up and down for me. Um, I think on purpose, some of the companions I like a lot, I only take three companions with me. I only take Drac, Vetra, and um, Jal because they don't annoy me and they're awesome. And the other three... Oh my Korra, god, Korra, shut so up. Korra, stop talking. Oh my god. Korra, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to have to have a conversation about Liam later, yeah, but we're gonna I'm going to get to that later. We're going to talk later because <laughs> I'm going to talk to you guys about who I need to romance to, so... Okay. The UIs are terrible for everything. I, like... So I have to hold down, hold down W for a half hour time on the Nomad, <laughs> going around the planets. 
You guys are all on PC, right? Yeah. Are you, yeah, are you? No, I'm on console, oh, okay. and I'm yeah. having the, the same thing with the Nomad that I had with the Mako, which is I played the first trilogy on console first also, and I never understood why people would complain about the Mako. It was like, no, it's still, you just use the, it's fine. And that's, I'm getting the same stuff, exactly the same control on the, the Nomad that I got on the Mako, which is that it's totally fine with thumbsticks, but then you move it over to console, and Jesus Christ, I don't have enough fingers. Yeah, there's just so many things that, like, maybe they had deadlines, I don't know, but there's just so many things at this game where they could have done so much better that I'm just disappointed overall. And yet I'm still 90% of the way through because I got to play it. <laughs> got to play it. Right. And, and you got 100% of two, right? It's like, it's... Grading <laughs> on the Mass Effect scale is part of the problem, yeah. I think. Why it's it was so easy to be disappointed. Even on the because... Bioware scale, it's... They've... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's the Mass Effect scale and the Bioware scale and then every other game scale... And on the every other game scale, this is a pretty good game. I mean, it's asking interesting questions. It's telling an okay story. It's making me uncomfortable in some places. Like, seriously, Callow, Jesus Christ. So I, I had, um, I actually recommended to like two or three other people this week that they not play Andromeda before they play Horizon Zero Dawn. And I found that Horizon Zero Dawn was also a flawed game. But what I liked about Horizon Zero Dawn compared to Mass Effect is that it was unique. So it was more unique to me. So um, yeah, I, I kind of I kind of had the same impression, right? So like, I'm enjoying the game, and I'm currently focused on this rather than finishing <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn because because yeah. uh, everybody else that I know is playing it, and I want to like you know participate. Um, but if I had my choice in a vacuum, I probably would finish HTC first because it's just different. It, you know, it's problematic too, but but this is like so close to being a Mass Effect game and then really is a Mass Effect, Mass Effect inspired game rather than a Mass Effect game. Oh, what a cool way to put that. Yeah, I see where you're going. See, I was actually going to mention that because I know all three of you played Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't have not played Horizon Zero Dawn yet, and I think I'm enjoying Andromeda more than you guys. Could be. I mean, we all just played another open world exploration, uh, you know, RPG with light, uh, you with know, shooty light, stuff, light consequences, and some amount of shooty stuff or shooty and magic stuff, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and Horizon Zero Dawn is, is apparently excellent, so I can see how... It yeah, it's might... also problematic, though. I mean, there's lots of... Yeah. It's got its flaws, but none of them were, like, game-breaking for me, whereas many of the ones in Andromeda are. Literally, in some cases. <laughs> Literally game-breaking. Yeah, I've got so many broken quests. My my uh, my graphics card keeps crashing, uh, and I lose my space and have to replay things. Don't you have a 970? I do, so I I think the... Pro- I have a 1070, actually, so I think Oh, my... Jesus. Yeah, I think my problem is that um, I on my SSD I like set the virtual the like page the page file size like a long time ago to the same as whatever I had at that point, and and it carried over. Now I have like sixteen gigs of of VRAM, so my page file gets like over the edge, and then it blows up. So I I reset my page file last night to something way bigger, and we'll see if that helps. <laughs> I have 
I've been like I have not had any technical problems. All my quests have worked perfectly. I also have a 1070 and nothing has exploded. And it's <laughs> it's been a really smooth experience for me, which is I mean, I, obviously some of the animations are pretty buggy. Um but that can't be changed by by computer or whatever. I it's been working out really well for me. The one thing I will say that has made me think about this game is the fact that it does kind of feel like sometimes I look around as Ryder and I'm like, is there an adult on this ship? Cause yeah. I feel like we could use an adult. Oh my God. It's fucking teenage <laughs> drama. Drac. It, Drac yeah. Drac, is, Drac is, yeah is the only grown up. So yeah. it's, it's Vetra not because this gets to the like romance options. She, okay. she feels way too old for me, which is what like, she's super cool. Here's the thing with Vetra and the reason why I personally identify very strongly with her is that she is not that much older uh, than right. I mean, she's not like middle-aged. She's still, I would say maybe mid twenties for a Turian. Um, I don't know what their age scale is, which I'm a bad fanfic writer. How do I not know that? Um, But the thing is she had to grow up very young and she raised her little sister when she was still a kid herself. Which is something that I I fail my saving throws versus um, siblings forced to raise their siblings, <laughs> um, forced to parent um, every time. Every time that gets me right in the id. So I, I like the space that she fits in the story. Cora is theoretically a grown-up, but Jesus Christ, you whiny mule! What is uh, wrong with see, you? Uh, I like Cora. You know, if you had trained with the Asari, you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> she was the outcast her entire life. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, and I've, I've I've got, I'm sitting over here with 160 points in biotic skills. Really, Cora? Bring it. <laughs> oh, so she has one of those I'd like to speak to your manager haircuts, okay? I Just love does. her haircut. I wanted her haircut so badly. When, when I accidentally started the game with, like, the default rider. Um, and before I knew that I wasn't going to, like, do one of those things where you play the little intro and then make your character... I saw her and I was like, that is my hair. I'm having that hair. Why can't I have that hair? And then I was really disappointed in uh, character creation that I could not have her sweet hair. Then you'd be hair twins and it would be weird on the ship. Yeah, that Give would be- it, well, I, I, I didn't realize that she was awesome. Uh, three weeks and the, um, the frostbite mod tools will be ready. Sure. I know, that's but that's, that was not the case on opening day. And no, Cora, I, I don't find Cora particularly likable, but uh, let's just talk about it now. I don't, Liam, I just about pushed him out of uh, of my car at one point and left him in the middle of the planet. Um, I've been kind of like, because I'm coming near the end of the game, I've been trying to bring different people with me so I can experience the dialogue between between people. Um, and I put Liam and Drac together. And, and that, did, that did not go for well. But then even worse, I put no, Liam I and... I put Liam and Vetra together. And Liam was so mean to Vetra. I was like, no, you have to get out and walk to the next forward station. You are going to turn this nomad right around. That's <laughs> you really cannot come with us anymore. I kind of like Liam, but I haven't had huh? my crew outside of the first set of times when I didn't realize I could bring anybody other than Cora and Liam with me. I just finished his loyalty mission and Jesus Christ, you useless fucking fuck up. Oh my god. Yeah, but but stop, stop talking. Just stop talking forever. Stay go ahead, take your shirt off, do push-ups with Jaw. That's it. That is but, all you're for. But that's like that I, I find that like fun. Like he's definitely whiny and like 
He's 17. Trying so hard. He's very to... millennial. <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. How dare you? No, 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 no. He is capital M millennial. He is the subject okay. of all of those New York Times editorials. He's not an actual millennial. He is a why aren't millennials millennial. As you know, Liam is, is really super chronically unlikable. I kind of thought he, at first he might be my romance just because he seemed nice and he took his shirt off a lot. Um, yeah. But then I was like, he does oh. take his shirt off a lot. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm sorry, no. And then you get to know him and you're like, mm, no. Um, so Liam's thumbs down. PB, I'm kind of hit and miss on PB. Although my rider did have a little, you know, I think cheap, no cheap sex attached. Yeah, I think PB is. Oh, you can cheap sex her. That's even better. Yes. Yeah. No consequences. Because my my whole that was my whole plan. I just I just uh, got to the point where the reporter told me she'd bang me and uh, it'd be cool. Guys, you don't do worry it? about it. Well, she she told me after we're done with our interviews, we can oh. totally have cheap sex. Yeah. So uh, that will probably happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the things I I like about uh, Andromeda. I like the fact that they've changed it so you can have different characters you can have a casual relationship with some of them or you can have a, a more meaningful relationship with some of them um i think that's nice i like the longer loyalty quests that kind of you know take place over the course of the game and, and take you to, to various places i i like that part i love the emails okay the emails oh, are so amazing yeah the and the bulletin board in general where they're talking to each other i love it <laughs> yes it's so about good the emails, sorry having sam Having Sam remind you that you have new emails when you have no new emails is really <laughs> oh my God. annoying. Yes. Like, I was, I, before they fixed the banter bug, I was like, the only thing that could fix this game for me is if Sam talked way less and Vetro way more. Because I seriously, know. Sam, shut up. Shut up. I know. I know I can mine here, Sam. I know. <laughs> I can read the UI. Shut up. I have that written down. I'm like, shut up, Sam. I know I can mine. He's probably just lonely because he only has, I guess, for up to, oh, he's only got himself and maybe the other AI to talk to if you save the other AI. So he's probably oh, like, save okay. the other AI. Oh my God. He, he totally has the other AI to talk to. <laughs> the other AI. Um, but I do, I love that. I love the, 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 idea of like you know drac is sending you like weirdly pixelated images of guns and totally pushing up his little grandpa glasses on his nose and painstakingly dragging the shotgun clip art into the emails i love him (laughs) drac's my favorite actually part of the reason i was like considering not romancing vetra is because it seemed like drac and vetra had a little side thing going on and i kind of didn't want to get in the way of that no, what Drac and Vetra have going on there is, I need a daddy, will you be my dad? <laughs> I thought Lexi and Drac kind of had a little thing. because Lexi. Was I like, think oh. Lexi and Drac maybe have a thing. Yeah, which is another thing I like. I like the, the kind of hints. I mean, okay, the, the whole Gil and Callow thing by the end of it, I'm just like, just shut up, both of you. But I like oh the fact God. that it feels like they have something going, like there's a life to the characters on the ship without me. Yeah, the crew's alive, and like Suvi and uh, Kahlo, like chatter back and forth is pretty is pretty good. And um, Suvi seemed interesting, and then I found out that she's like all religious, and I was like, I'm sorry, we are no we're no longer gonna get get it on. <laughs> <laughs> that she's not gonna be one of the casual relationships, so you know, that's no, not shocking. <laughs> I appreciate that they they put that archetype in there. Totally. Because I, you know, I, I personally know super devout scientists who, who mesh those two halves of their personalities together. And that's great. 
I'm glad that there's a place for that in this this science fiction realm. I do not want to have sex with that. <laughs> so I, I actually romanced her because I wanted to see if they would keep the like what you would typically think as conservative religious thing throughout. I'm not going to say because that's past the point of the game we're allowed to talk about. So okay, like, none, of us are going to none of us are going to have sex with that. You, we're not going to hit that. You can go ahead and tell us all about the hitting. You can now tell. We got like uh, two minutes here where, where if you don't want to hear about Suvi. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want to tune in. For... All right. Well, you get some pretty heavy first base going on and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no fun. Is there some significant hand-holding? I don't think we did that. God, that's like uh, high school. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Did you do no strings attached with PB, Cor? I did. So at least, yeah. you know, at yeah. least it was a total zero loss. G, I have to try with zero, zero G. It seems like real fun. Yeah. Uh, that sounds, that's even better. Yeah, so the reporter will apparently, if you flirt with the reporter, she'll, she'll no strings attach you to. And it doesn't fuck up your other romances is what I... Uh, yeah. is what I read. So. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I was, I looked that up with PB too because I didn't want her to be my ultimate romance. But you know, uh, needs must. And so I looked it up before <laughs> I, before I went in, and I was there like, no, PB's she's she's real good on the download. I'm like, all right, <laughs> Jaw will never know because Jaw is meanwhile painstakingly in the back writing like, dear love. Oh my god, I got Jaw's like first like I'm hit, I'm like uh, I think I like you, but it was like the most sappy. Oh, it's very That's, like Milady. I really like that. Jal's yeah, cool. I like Jal. Jal's on the list. It's it, it, I'm kind of between Jal and BB right now, but that's mostly because that's who I brought with me for all of Vold, uh, which is the only planet I've killed. So I'm going to bring Vetra on the next one, and we'll see if uh, in the next episode I have uh, swung my allegiances or not. She awesome. reminds me a lot of um, the the side character in Real Genius, uh, Jordan, the hyperkinetic inventor, because apparently PB is like a super ultra-respected Asari scientist that's a throwaway on the Nexus. Uh, Pelisaria Basale is super important, and, you know, and it's like, holy shit, that's PB, the eternal (laughs) fuck-up in my escape pod. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Um, did, oh, did you hear, uh, PB giving Cora a total drop boot to the head about Cora's going on and on and on about her awesome biotics and PB's like, yeah, you're a sorry, right? (laughs) (laughs) You just spent the last 600 years sleeping through class, motherfucker, bring it. (laughs) I missed that, but I would have enjoyed that. So I'm going to keep that. I really like, I like this about Mass Effect 3 too, that they move around the ship. Yeah, it's awesome. And Except when I'm so trying to find, find somebody. somebody and I can't. Well, they're always on the check the map. They're always they're always on the map. Their map icon is where they actually uh, are, not where they usually are. I'm just like always like, where the fuck are you, Drac? Like, you <laughs> God damn it, Drac, where are you now? <laughs> I do like eating peanut butter with Lexi. <laughs> oh yeah, the stairs. It took me a long time to figure out how to get around the darn ship. I'm really. It's nice to have like a smaller crew so you can really get to know everybody and you feel like more of a team. I I enjoy that part. They reference other people on the ship. So, like, that part was super weird to me. Like, um, I'm pretty sure at least Vetra is, like, I'm going to go work with my people or something. But maybe she's talking about calling back home. I just thought I just thought she might be referencing some, like, invisible crew. I oh, think no. everyone is just who you see in now. Yeah, I think it's just Nexus. Maybe she's calling back, too. Oh, uh, okay. Or, like, her smugglers. Yeah. Her peeps. 
Her smuggler peeps. Yeah. So I, I really like the fact that the characters seem to have a life, you know, beyond you. I like many of the characters and I like to not like many of the characters. So that's good. I like the ambient communication when you're running around, particularly the Nexus and getting like little snippets of conversation. And it I think that was really well done. Because I'm running around too fast. Yeah. And I end up hitting a different ambient thing. Like I have to play with subtitles on because I have a very obnoxious six-year-old in my house who will... <laughs> She's supposed to be in bed and she's supposed to be asleep, but then she'll come downstairs and she'll talk, 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 talk. Can't you see Vetra is talking? Um, so I have subtitles on, but it doesn't matter. If you're running around the Nexus, you try and you get the first two lines of an ambient dialogue, but then all of a sudden, whoops, you're too close to this ambient dialogue over here. So you don't get to finish the whole thing. Just very frustrating. They needed to set them out more. Did you guys think it was weird that you could hit on every single person on your ship who was supposed to report to you the first time you meet them? Yes. No, that seemed very bioware <laughs> Well, I yes, mean, although like, I did hit life, on... That would be, like, the worst ship ever of all ships. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> and I actually, an asshole. Yeah. I immediately hit on Gil, who was like, oh, honey, no. And then I immediately <laughs> yeah. hit on Liam, who was like, um, I just met you. And then I'm like, good, I'm sorry. I thought I was in a Bioware game. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, that boss. I'm sorry. I confused you with Blackwall, who you flirt with <laughs> once, and he shows up in your bedroom. <laughs> Right? I, and actually, it did take me aback a little because, yeah, I immediately kind of left into, like, you know, lechy boss. And I was like, oh, maybe I should tone you it down that. a little bit. Yeah, I felt that way. And I didn't um, hit on a couple of people because I, like, sort of started to feel like it was inappropriate. And then I was like, shit, maybe I'm screwing it up and can never <laughs> hit on these people later. Because, like, so far, I don't actually feel like there's any romantic chemistry between any of my crew. Because, like you guys said, they're all, like, 14. I don't, like, I don't understand why we're at a middle school dance. Except for Drac. Except for Drac, who is amazing. He's he's the chaperone ever. (laughs) He's totally the one. He's the grandpa who's going to go buy you porn and liquor. (laughs) He's going to pour some rum and punch and walk away. Yeah. Hey, kids, watch this. (laughs) Oh, Drac, like when uh, when we're at the bar on uh, Aya, and Drac's just like chowing or boozing the shit out of whatever there, and like the the bartender's like, shouldn't you wait for your ship's doctor? And he's like, no, no, dude. It's <laughs> like, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this other stuff. Yeah, no, Drac's great. I I enjoy Drac very much. I was I was bringing him along to stuff. Although he complains about my driving because he's like, my old bones can't handle the way you drive this thing, and I'm like, mm. he's totally yeah. He's like the Simpsons grandpa on crack. Does Jaw fall asleep with all the other people other than PB? What? Fall asleep? What? Yeah, if you have Jaw Jaw and PB driving around, Jaw's like always passed out in the back, and PB's like giving him shit and like sticking stuff in his ear, and like. Yeah, she's, like, making sexy moaning noises towards Ryder to try and, like, wake just wake Joel up and distract him. It's, it's amazing. No, is the answer. What game are you playing? <laughs> wow. Is there, like, okay. an adult toggle for your difficulty somewhere? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. That well, so that, that actually Are you is... playing How to Full Joel Boyfriend? Is that what this is? I, I you know, I don't know. I'd play I just, that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of the adult thing, um, there's a lot of like swearing that feels unnecessary and put in there to be edgy. Do you feel the same way? I don't know that I've noticed that. Didn't notice. I also did not notice. All right. But then please understand that my people use swears as punctuation. I mean, so do my people, but. Rarely do I notice them. I, I just like, it seemed like, um, 
I don't remember a lot of swearing in previous Mass Effect games or Bioware games at all. And then Ryder is always talking about how she's going to fuck people's shit up. And well, she's also like a 19 year old punk trying to make herself. Oh look yeah, cool. yeah. I, like I, it's perfectly in character for Ryder. It just was. It threw me off a little bit because I didn't expect it from this game. So what? those of you closer to the end, it, is there any explanation for the fact that? Suddenly, Ryder is in charge instead of Korra, who was trained to be in charge. Yeah, there's an explanation right at the beginning when her dad's like, "No, no, that's not an explanation. That's <laughs> her dad just decided." How else are you? How else are you going to become the main character? So, at this point, you guys know there's three other arcs, and you haven't seen any of the other arcs yet. For if you know the first three planets, is that correct? I have not seen any. Of the I've only seen the Asari arc. Oh, I have not okay. seen the Asari arc. I have seen um, Wreckage of the Turian arc. Okay, so other Pathfinders, no one else like bequeaths it except for one. One other person like bequeaths it onto somebody else. Otherwise, it's like chain of command. So it sounds like it could be either or kind of a thing. I mean, it sounded like. Uh, but I don't want to say who was what because yeah, it sounded like her dad decided outside yeah, of the like, established rules. Like instead of second, I'm picking. Like I'm just going to skip it. So and that happens one other time. But other person that gets picked. Can't remember if they were actually next in line or not, or if they actually just got picked. Yeah, I'm I think not just sure. got picked. Yeah, it's kind of like a, an either or thing. Like if I die and then I don't have the time to choose someone, then number two gets automatically defaulted, kind of. I don't think it might be in all those Sam memories that you have to run around all the maps okay. and collect that I'm not collecting. That's the thing that I don't understand. Okay, so why are they while, lower? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I understand the fetch quest to get back lore plot stuff that's bioware typical that's fine i have no problem with that but why are there alec rider memories scattered all over planets where alec rider has never fucking been the same reason there are earth satellites all over this cluster for a place that nobody from earth has ever been to <laughs> there are there are a lot of wrecked uh wrecked ships there's wrecked well, satellites no, have, everywhere there's been no, they've been there at the Nexus for what, like eighteen months. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, so they've been sending them out from the Nexus. There, there does seem to be to a, a high number of unexplored satellite wreckages. For, for they're also yeah. really shitty at mapping because, like, I just got here and all of a sudden I know about all the planets. Like, what the fuck have you been doing for eighteen months? Not building the Nexus, obviously. <laughs> People out, they don't agree with you being a dick. You know, uh, Anjiani, like. Right. Really, no one talks about anything. Like, 100,000 people. Like, oh, we're not going to do it. It's fine. Yeah, and plus there's, like, I don't know. It seems like half the people who are on the Nexus were, like, slowly trying to sabotage it in some way or another. <laughs> it's just full of people constantly being like, I'm going to sabotage the Nexus. And then you've got to Yeah, it. because that seems like such a great fucking idea. What the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> like, there's getting your way, and then there's death for everyone. <laughs> but that that's hitting a little too close to home with the current political climate, too. So okay. I, it's a, it's a little eerily well, there's 25 with no authority and no warrants. Search every, everybody's room and find all the answers and just, like, throw them in jail. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, like, did you let that guy off? Oh, um, which one? The, very Tur- first one? the Turian guy right at the beginning. The very first one I let off. I, I let did. off less people as I went on because I got annoyed that everyone's all fucked up. So now we're trying made different later on. Yeah. The first one I did, I did, yeah. I, I'm hoping, like, I agree with uh, what everyone's been saying about how this is an inexplicably young crew, it feels like, and, you know, the fate of the galaxy is in, like, the hands of a plucky 19-year-old, and why is this happening? I'm hoping 
that as this new trilogy goes on, that they take advantage of that to show, you know, slow growth and development of character. And that could be kind of interesting. It's tough because you have to, we're comparing Andromeda to all of the Mass Effect trilogy because it's hard to kind of separate it out. And there are parts of it. One of the things I like about Andromeda, um, you know, they did this whole open world concept and there are parts of it that reminds me of my favorite parts of the very first Mass Effect of being like space, Space is, you know, I'm in space and this is consequential and and there's things to explore and and I do enjoy that part of it. And it's just it's a tough legacy to follow up on. I, I think, you know, in some ways it's nice that Ryder is so different from what you expected out of Shepard, too. Um, I almost played uh, a dude in this one kind of to give... Why? Well, kind of to give myself additional distance. I mean, obviously I didn't, but I I uh, I considered it briefly. Um, make the until, person the least shepherd as possible by going do Yeah, that. I mean, I wasn't going to make him, you know, renegade or anything crazy like that because I don't want to be an asshole. I just want to I just want to sexually harass my crew. I don't want to like beat them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're renegade, oh, you lose half the class, so you can't go renegade because then you can't do things. I've right. been totally picking like the the smart ass, um, what is that, curly brain options yeah. for every conversation because the top right, the logical, just... no, the bottom left one. No, the oh, one casual. where the brain is swirly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, casual. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the because she's a plucky nineteen year old. Who the fuck put her in charge? Yeah, her dad. <laughs> I know. My reason. My writer keeps making these speeches like we can do it if we all get together and we just got to, you know, find the yeah. love in our hearts. And kind of like, yeah. okay, kid. <laughs> hey, you're picking it. So <laughs> you, your writer is the try hard, like, student body president. Is that what you're doing there? Yeah. <laughs> because my writer was in the drama club. I tell you what. I think mine's a burner. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's- um, it is weird to be the open world concept that they kind of brought into this game. Uh, how do you guys feel about their implementation of it? It doesn't feel any more or less open world than we've had previously. Feels less open world than Inquisition, and I kind of like that. So I, I feel comparing it to Inquisition, which was Bioware's sort of last open world concept game, right? Um, or only other, I guess, in some way. Like, I feel like I have not yet gotten bored of doing all the side quests and trying to 100% a planet in the way that I was bored and stopped trying to 100% the areas after the first area, or like half of, like two thirds of Hinterlands in Inquisition. <laughs> uh, and I think part of it is actually because it's cool to be like if I'm using the mount, my people still talk to each other. Yeah. And it's fun to do tricks and flips and jump off of, you know, see just how far they'll let you fall before they kill you in the in the not make go. Uh <laughs> like all that Let's stuff. Go straight down this cliff. It'll be great. <laughs> but uh the, the maps are also a lot smaller than they were for Inquisition. Yeah, I think that's like, true too. The hinterlands was a you know, it's a classic example for that one where it was like you could spend ten hours there. Or the you hissing can't spend waves. ten hours on your planets. Yeah, and there's nothing in the hissing waves either. There's there's lore shit, but there's nothing plot wise. No. One thing that Dragon Age had that I kind of wish they had done in this game was some of the um, the table quests in Inquisition and how that would 
shape the world. And I know this oh, one, they've yeah. got like the Apex missions, but there's nothing really consequential coming from What is the coming point from of them? the Apex missions? And Multi- also, multiplayer? what the fuck is up with crafting? Oh, yeah. Crafting. Right. Crafting. crafting. Why? Crafting makes no sense to me. I don't know what I'm doing. Just give me some goddamn guns. Let me shoot people. If if you really want to change the bullet types of your bullets, which I don't because all the bullet type changes are fucking awful, then crafting makes sense. Otherwise, you get like a 5% bonus to like stats here and there. It doesn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. some sweet sniper rifle that does explosions instead of shooting, but it's way worse because every time there's an explosion, I can't sh- see and shoot the people in the head again. You should only be shooting them in the head once. Yeah, I've never had a sniper rifle that was good enough to shoot them in the head. Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow. And find me some enough. crafting materials because, like, find your own damn crafting materials. <laughs> I can scan everything. I can't find any goddamn nickel to make a sidewinder. Okay, go to Havarl. There, just spend ten minutes on Havarl, and you will have six billion nickel. Seriously, I started out at um, playing this game at normal difficulty, and I eventually dropped down one to I think it's easy because I hate the crafting system so much. I didn't want to have to care about my guns. That's fair. This uh, I am just watching this part mostly um, because Mister Arrow really, really loves the challenge of the whole action RPG shooting thing, and he started on not. One step down from insanity. So what was that? Hard? Hard. Hard. Or or super hard? I don't know. I think um, there's four, right? Or are there five? Maybe. I think there's like hard, super hard, what are you doing? And Jesus, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing for? <laughs> and he had to drop down uh, to normal because he was like, there is not enough for me to care about those fucking anointed and their fucking chain guns. Oh. So the uh, the, the the shield thing, the biotic thing that shoots their bullets back at them, that destroys those guys. Uh, yes, but it doesn't last long enough on Jesus uh, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing? Yeah, about? so I'm on normal and I was considering going up one because mm-hmm. playing Don't on PC, I can actually aim on, like, console. I know, but so, like, the whole sniping thing, like, I'm actually getting headshots consistently and I don't find the, ch- the combat particularly difficult. But if it means that I have to think about crafting and then, which means I have to go scan and do all the resource collecting. Like, cause I, I, I really want to try some different weapons, but it's expensive and time consuming to and open up enough weapons. There, you can't swap out right until you go front thingy. Yeah. Not only that, right now, as I understand it from, I mean, Reddit, so grain of salt, um, uh, buckets and buckets of salt. If you are going to play on hard or insanity, there is one gun and one spec. It's basically like hardcore rating. You, you can't do it any other way. Well, I don't only... want to go to the hardest. I just want to go up one from normal. Yes, but that's the thing. You have to be a biotic sniper with the Black Widow, and you have to use these mods and these cases, and yeah. you can only bring these companions. And Well, that is Reddit. Like, Reddit I is mean, black and white, just like yeah. all the places in the game. Like, <laughs> they're, they're very about optimization. I do um, enjoy the the visceral feeling of the combat. I like leaping on things and pulling myself up. I like the fact that you go slow-mo and you can aim slow-mo when you jump up in the air. Oh, I don't have that one. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like, I mean, it's a, it's a very tactile feeling combat. I like the combat in this game. Um, 
it's unfortunate that I don't really feel like dealing with the whole crafting thing to get me necessarily where I want to go. But it's a it's a fun thing to zip around and leap up and grapple and do. I'm playing um um what's the V one? Vanguard. Vanguard. Thank you. I'm playing a Vanguard, so I zip in and shotgun people. It's good. I was gonna ask. I don't like the shotguns. I haven't even used one. I don't feel like the shotguns blow shit up in the way that a shotgun is like I go and dive in and punch them and I still have to hit them with like two shotguns to kill them. Maybe I don't have a good enough shotgun. The balance of the the weaponry isn't that great anyways, except for sniper rifles. The most powerful thing you can use is melee. It's pretty unbalanced as far as staying at range goes. The fact that you actually have to level up your Omni tool is really weird to me. I'm using a sword. I'm using a sword. I don't know about you guys. Like, fuck, fuck that noise. Oh, I've, you, I've got it's a big old hammer. Big old yeah, is this I've got a cool? hammer. Oh, is it cool? The what? Oh, no, but it just does a lot of damage. It smacks people in the face real hard. Because it's a crooked hammer. I do some sort of, like, dash slash thing with the Asari sword. That's, I mean, it's just the first one I crafted. I know which one you're talking about, and I kept missing a lot with that, because you would spin move and slash past the bad guy. And then I'm like, what? Well, I just, now uh, I'm over here. I like the Omni tool. It really felt like I'm beating the shit out of this guy. I bet the hammer does too. I'm using the the Dawn shotgun, D H A N, and uh it it does really well good. Okay. I have a I have a Hesh, which is a cat shotgun. I mean oh, the cat just, garbage. The th- having three <laughs> different technologies is so dumb. Yeah. It's uh, frustrating and dumb because I and, and you have tedious. to and you there's no way to compare like, I know. Which is better? You actually have to write it down, or I don't know, have it. You can only memory. compare. You can only compare like when you have one equipped and are swapping it out, but not when you're crafting, right? Right. Which is uh... so stupid. The, the patch, like two or three weeks ago, where they bumped up inventory space a huge amount, made that way easier because we get fifty slots. There's no way you can carry three shotguns to try them all out. Uh, yeah. it's one. I think it's one fifty now. What it's I have 20. now. I, have so I can quite... actually carry every single one and try them all, but I don't need to anymore because it's a month after the game came out. Right. Yeah, I think there was a lot of people talking about having like a cache on the Tempest where you could store guns and instead of doing that, they just, I think if you talent it, you can get up to 200 inventory spots. I don't know, I have one armory on the ship and you can't put anything inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why have a ship? Like they can, they can live drop a fucking like six wheel car down onto a planet. From they space. They can't send, you a, a, they can't send a new gun with it. They can't put in a gun rack, but they can drop a car. Or your nomad can't hold anything either, except for the three people. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's probably pretty close quarters in there. Yeah. Got to spill out all the extra spaces, like first aid kits and shit. Just a PB. And like the the thirty things you have to buy to make it useful, all your upgrade slots for putting new engines in and all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I just spent all my time and money buying new paint jobs for the nomad. Where do you buy paint jobs? I need Fenders. a paint job. Fenders. They, they just randomly sell them. Yeah. Uh, I only have the like weird gold one that I think I got from pre-ordering, yeah. the deluxe or something, and the white yeah. one. Yeah. You can get a whole bunch of them. All right. Yeah. You've got a, a sweet hot rod red one. Can Can I get new clothes? The, I don't know. You, I there are three different outfits, but you can color them. And if you pre-ordered, you might have four outfits. Yeah, I have a hoodie because I pre-ordered or yeah. deluxe or something. Yeah, there's a hoodie and then there's a leather jacket with a kicky scarf. and. Yeah, but that's way too fancy for like dicking around on this ship. You shut well, up. She... I, my kicky scarf's <laughs> awesome. 
I have to like push stuff sleeves because that, you know, it turns out that is my style. Uh. <laughs> who, who would have guessed? I've got my scarf and my leather jacket and my rider's such a hipster. I feel like she's going to offer me some kombucha. <laughs> I brewed it some, myself. Some fair trade organic shotguns. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so to sort of wrap this up in a wrapping it up or direction, uh, generally, I mean, it sounds like you guys, I'm going to say like a B minus, if I could kind of guess the general grade. For I'm, higher, I'm higher than that. I'm I would like higher plus, than a B minus. But... I would say, yeah, probably a, a B plus on the objective all games scale. Solid C minus on the Mass Effect scale. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> how, how on the Mass Effect uh, scale. Which, which, which Mass Effect does it compare to for you? Like, what other one is on the C? One? It feels the same way with the same... The, right now, my problem is, on the one hand, I really like having the limited cast. Uh, so that feels a lot like Mass Effect 1. But the problem is, of that limited cast, there are only three people I ever want to take with me, ever. I mean, occasionally I will swap PB in there, like if we're going to talk about Remnant stuff, because sometimes she says fun shit. But like to have fully half of the possible companions be too obnoxious and boring to take with me, that's... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't so bad that Jacob and Zaid were incredibly boring in Mass Effect 2, because there's this huge, sprawling cast of wonderful people. I was never at a loss. I never ran out of banter. But, yeah. I mean, there are only so many times... Drac and Vetra can punch me in the feels over and over again about having to raise kids that I just wish I could take everyone with me. Sorry. Except, <laughs> except for the other people. Except, except for you know, Liam. Fuck Liam. And Cora won't stop bitching. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to take Cora and PB along now that you've. Uh, oh, man. And I'll bring Drac in. I'll definitely do a Drak and Liam run because uh, I I will I will recommend Drak and Liam for, uh, for run here. <laughs> I would yeah, have I feel to like do Drak that. Would not do any of that shit. <laughs> I would have to do that to like get rid of the taste of of Liam and Vetra because he was just so mean to her, and I'm like, you shut up about Vetra. She's not old enough to be like anti Turian either. No, but it is interesting. I will say it is interesting to have members of your crew who don't like each other. I mean, at least that's different. You know, like Jacob, Jacob liked everybody and he was really boring. I don't yeah, know but I... Jacob liked everybody. I think Jacob had no feelings one way or the other. Because... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want to kick Gil the fuck off my ship, though. Like, <laughs> like from the moment I got there, like, he's such an ass. He's um, a little friend smarmy. Ellie, a B overall for the game. I mean, B, B plus. It's it's a good game. I I would recommend it. I'm not telling anybody not to play it. I just... Oh, yeah. uh, I would definitely recommend waiting until the mod tools are finished. Yeah, if you're playing on the PC, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if you're playing on PC, wait a little while. If you're playing on console, you might as well get it now. I don't feel like now is a good time to buy into this game, I guess is my point, because we're we're past the, like, really bad bugs, unless you're core. But um... <laughs> I can't fight two of the architects. Two of my architect quests don't work. That's uh, half of them. That's bad. So I, Is yo, there that was a, an explanation for that? Yeah, either? I was going to ask about that because the only explanation I got was like, hey, these scientists went over here. And then I hey, was like, giant sandworm. And then I got murdered the fuck. And No, there's no explanation. You just fight them. And then if you kill them... They go into space, and you can scan them for rep, for uh, 
research points, and that's it. There's no explanation. <laughs> but it's like that's like the biggest, baddest thing. Like that should mean something. Maybe, maybe at the very end they explain it. <laughs> or there's maybe they do. a trilogy, right? Now, see, I'm holding out hope that. Like, the trilogy is going to be, you know, like, the next game will be a Pathfinder from a different arc, and we don't have to play a human. That would be great. That would be cool. But if they're, those characters are already in this game, then no, they probably won't. Yeah, Ma- I think Mass we're Effect probably going to see Ryder again. I, I think so. Mass Effect 1 took, like, three shots for me to get into, because uh, I did all the intro stuff and then showed up on the Citadel and got stuck on the Citadel for, like, six hours. Uh, this has a similar in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has a similar problem, right? With the the Nexus being like big, and it's just, but it's smaller than the Citadel was. So I got a, through. A it. lot of people bounce off that Citadel portion of Mass Effect One because there's just yeah. a lot of wandering around and talking to random aliens and getting lost. It is like, really, really dry. Right after you're shown this cool intro class or uh, quest and planet and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, it was not well, which is why, like, I mean, I guess part of the reason why I feel really positively about Andromeda is because I'm thinking about Mass Effect 2 compared to Mass Effect 1, and I, Mass Effect 1 is probably my favorite of the trilogy, so um, don't get me wrong, but I think Mass Effect 2 is definitely a much more polished, complete game experience, and I feel like Andromeda 2 is going to be real good, you guys. <laughs> but I, I really, really enjoyed Court. I, I didn't ask you what your score would be for Andromeda 1 so far. I think you're probably right about B-. minus. Um, my friends who are not uh, have not played Mass Effect before have asked me, should I get it? And I've told them, you should wait for the them to fix all the bugs and actually probably wait for the first DLC pack or two and buy them as a bundle because... Game of the Year edition. You buy now. If, you, if you buy it now, you're probably disappointed. Um, but it's not who- a bad game. It's just not... Yeah, good game. <laughs> like you can buy much, you can buy much, like other current RPGs out there that are much, I think, better. So that's fair. Yeah, and 2017. There's been a lot of good games this year. This is not a good year to come out and be what a lot of people feels mediocre. So you know, that's... I, yeah, mediocre is a little harsh, but uh, I think again, it's, right, it's, like it's above yeah. average, but not not spectacular. It's it's hard not to compare it to other Mass Effect games. And I think if it were standing alone as its own game, it would be a lot... People would be a lot more likely to cut it slack, I guess. Yeah. It's... it's it's. I mean, the fact they put Mass Effect in front of the title uh, says a lot and sets a lot of expectations. I mean, we talked about this a bit when we were talking about looking forward to this game, right? Like it needs to be a Mass Effect game. I think they've actually done a pretty good job of it being yes. a Mass Effect game. Better than what I... What I was worried about was it being like a, a Shepard retread without Shepard. Yeah. And I don't feel like it is. Right. And I, I appreciate that they've done that with Ryder. I mean, yeah, we've got the, the Kinder Care bus going through the galaxy here. <laughs> but at least that there is no way to mistake Ryder for Shepard in any way. No, yeah, no. Not at all. I, I think it's interesting totally. that you guys think that the people might have cut it more slack, but didn't say Mass Effect in front of it. Or I actually think I might be cutting it more slack because it does, and I think like the nostalgia is making me like it more than I would otherwise. Well, you're also um, generally persnickety. That's true. <laughs> I, I hate so... it, so. <laughs> no, that's an interesting point, though. No, that's true. I would give I'm it. Just... I'm gonna. 
go like B plus, even possibly A minus for me. But I have not played many of these fantastic games that have come out in 2017. So maybe if I was just coming off yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn or Breath of the Wild or whatever, I'd feel different. There's but... a lot of comparisons to Zelda right now, and uh, that's hard. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, I think it's uh, it's really I'm really enjoying it. I'm getting a kick out of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'll not gonna be not... my boyfriend. God, uh, Joel. Laser monocle. Laser monocle. <laughs> Laser monocle. I don't like. Why does he have to have it on later? If you guys want, like offline about him, does he have to have it on his face all the time? He doesn't actually. There, he got a scene with shirtless Liam, and it took me forever to figure out that the reason why he looked so weird was not that he also had his shirt off; it's that he didn't have his monocle on. Uh, I was distracted by the whole like shirt. There was a lot of ads. Did you? I I like that. the chat I had with Liam where like Liam's all shirtless and sweaty and he's like, I want to show you something. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I like that you, you've got a flirt option with Liam where it's like, no, don't put a shirt on. And so like the next three conversations you have with him, he's in fact not wearing a shirt because he too is on the kinder care bus. <laughs> and he's a 19 year old boy. She wants to see me without my shirt off. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, okay, that is it for this episode. Thank you very much, Cora, for joining us to talk about Mass Effect. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Arrow and Ellie, thanks Thanks for being on the show again. Absolutely. You're welcome. Arrow, um, I, I saw your Tolly dress, and I, I uh, didn't say anything, but it looks awesome. Thank you. It's pretty great. Nice. Very, very Appropriate. Uh We are on Twitter at Totally Legit Pod. We are online at TotallyLegitPublishing.com. This is the Totally Legit Podcast. And I'm Jessica, a.k.a. Leor, and now we're going. Goodbye.